Imagine a world without waste. Imagine if you could make products and packaging right every time. It's possible with the help of SpecRite, the first cloud-based platform for specification data management. You can track and report on material usage year over year, run LCAs with the click of a button, and comply with new packaging regulations like EPR and the UK plastics tax. Go to specrite.com backslash sustainability to learn more. Now back to the show. Hey, today's podcast is brought to you by Myers Printing, which happens to be where I work as a senior vice president and coincidentally is the best sustainable printing company in the entire United States. Myers is a third generation family business on a mission to create a sustainable future for people, products, and our planet. We're proud to help the important work of the United Nations at COP28. For more information about Myers, the awesome products we manufacture, and our commitment to sustainability, click the link below in the show notes or reach out to me on LinkedIn or just through the Substack app. Join Myers in building a greener future, one package at a time. Hey everyone! I am joined here by my by a returning guest, uh, Amy Stedman. Amy, you were on the podcast sometime in the past. I don't remember. I should have just like written down the date and the episode number to be like, and everyone go back to episode number. Uh, I realized <laughs> as I'm talking, I didn't do that. I'll make sure to put your episode, your previous episode, link down in the show notes. So if you want to go listen to Amy's. Uh, previous episodes you can um it's been cool you know i've been doing this now for about five years amy and it's been neat to start to reconnect with people um because the journey doesn't stop obviously when the first time i talked to them and businesses and people begin to evolve and iterate and it's been really neat watching the beatbox journey and uh, being a small part of it on my end and talking about packaging and and now we get to talk about what it means to be uh B Corporation. So uh, I'm joined by Amy Stedman. Amy is the COO and the Chief Get Shit Done Officer at Beatbox Beverages based in Austin, Texas. She is recording this though live from Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is a beautiful place. It is beautiful, especially this time of year. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I So I grew up in Colorado, by the way, and um, went to Santa Fe a decent amount. Um, yeah, I, it's, even, a, it's a great town. Yeah, I ate some delicious Indian food last night, so it's got lots to offer over here. South Indian or North Indian? Do you do you? Uh... Uh, I think with the one with the dosas is South Indian, right? Yeah. Yeah, dosas. Yeah. Perfect. Um, that is my favorite. That's my favorite food in the entire planet. I'll be completely so honest. South Indian <laughs> is the best. Um, well, Amy, maybe just give me a quick update, uh, just because I want to dig into the B Corp stuff. But I know that you've also had this a, a pretty good amount of growth, I think, since the last time we talked. Just as a company, I'm sure, and bringing people on, and um, and it. Do I have my memory correct here? Like I said, I'm I, I'm actually not really great at like bringing highly detailed notes. Um, you got you you got your start on Shark Tank, correct? Or at least part of yeah. that's part of your journey. For sure. Yeah, we started in grad school at the University of Texas at Austin and business school at McCombs. 
And so we were in school 2011 to 2013, working on the product, working on, you know, our concepts for it. We ended up launching the company in a few stores in Austin before we graduated in 2013, but I didn't get to quit my day job and go full time until we got a deal on Shark Tank summer 2014. So it was definitely early on in our journey, our first investment and really helped get us a head start. That's awesome. So you're coming up on 10 years now. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. Having more fun than ever. So thank God for that. That's great. And how many, like how many full-time employees are you up to? I mean, normally at the end, I'm like, and where do people buy it? But I have a feeling we're going to be ending up on a different kind of call to action. So just like, maybe let's start off with, maybe I should start off with how do people buy your product that not make people yeah. wait till the end. We are, we're distributed in every state now. We're in about 70,000 stores. So if you go to beatboxbeverages.com, you can go check out our store locator. We're in a ton of convenience stores, grocery stores, liquor stores all over the place. So hopefully there's somewhere near you. Awesome. I love it. That was, uh, that was perfect. So part of this 10-year journey um, and the reason that we got kind of reconnected was um, I heard that you've gone through this adventure, I guess. You said it's a multi-year process of becoming a B corporation certified company. Um, yeah. So I wanna go through the journey, but just on a, on a high level, what, is, what does it mean to be a B corporation? Yeah, so a lot of people think it's like a C corp or an LLC. It's not actually a corporate structure like that. It's a certification. So just like you know, a food product might want to become organic and get certified in that way, it's a, a certification for the whole company, not just the product. But uh, looking at everything from social aspects of how we manage our workers, how we manage. Um, how we interact with our communities through donations, things like that, our environmental impact. So all of the data about carbon, waste, air pollution, water usage, all that good stuff goes into it um, and governance, uh, all kinds of things that go into it. So you get a score based on all of your answers to, you know, many hundred questions and to get, you know, the average company scores about 50 on this exam, if you will. Uh, Beatbox scored over 80, which means we were qualified to become a B Corp certified company. So we're really excited to join a community of, you know, other food and beverage companies, other awesome companies all over different industries and sectors. But I think we're the only sort of ready to drink cocktail company that's earned it. So um, super excited to be leading the industry forward in that way. I wonder if it would be surprising for people because I know that you have kind of this like fun party, you know, like you said, like a ready to drink cocktail sort of like brand. And then you're like, but we're also good. Like we're also like good for the environment. We also are like socially aware. We're socially conscious. Like we're, we're a conscious company. Um, and I don't know why those two worlds don't, don't intersect as often as, as they do. So it's, it's really cool to see that happen uh, yeah. here with, with you. I mean, for us, it's a, it's a bit a big part about becoming a next generation company. We wanted to be, you know, a next generation alcohol beverage company. That means that means we're not just funny on social media and you know host good parties and go to great music festivals with up and coming artists, but we also embody those next generation values and take responsibility for our environmental impact and try to empower our team and our stakeholders to where they have more of a stake in the business, more transparency, things like that. So uh, to us, it's kind of all the same, but I could see how that might be 
not something you would normally think about as an alcohol beverage company, but that's another reason why we wanted to do it is just to show that, you know, companies in every industry and every sector should be thinking about these things and moving forward on it. But it's, it's not a big part of our marketing, you know, it's a, we still focus on the fun and the music and bringing people together around those things. And so that's, that's really what we keep as our brand image and what we focus on, but we hope that one day, Every consumer product company will be environmentally friendly and it won't be such a differentiation, but, uh, you know, we're excited to be leading the charge and talking about it. So other people are inspired to, to take it on as well. Yeah. So I have to ask the packaging question. And so you mentioned you're, you have to go and get all this data collected and, and it took you a few years. It sounds like to get it. Um, I'm sure that there was a lot more data than just obviously your packaging data. Right. But, um, we talk about that actually quite a bit on the podcast and I talk about it a lot on LinkedIn is this is actually becoming a, a pretty important trend within the industry is for companies to know their carbon and their carbon impact, not just because it's the right thing to do or not to get a certification, but because in lots of parts of the world and coming soon to the United States, a lot of states are requiring that data. Uh, that you have to report it. So was that a difficult part, um, you know, to, to gather up your, for example, your packaging data and your carbon impact, or was was that scope not part of the B Corp process? I, I legitimately don't, you can say, no, it's not part of it. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, well, no, it, no, it is for sure. We, we try and calculate as much as we can. So Beatbox uses third parties to, you know, drive our packaging our products around in trucks. We also use third-party manufacturers. And so a big part of that is having conversations with those other companies and saying, hey, it's really important that we all track this information. And thankfully, you know, we're aligned with Tetra Pak packaging. A lot of those partners in manufacturing, for example, are already aligned with being environmentally friendly. And so some of our contract manufacturing partners were kind of ready to go with that information. They were already prioritizing it and uh, you know, we were one of the reasons why we were partnering with them to begin with is because they cared about those things. But some other partners, it's a little bit of a struggle to get them to create new systems by which they're, you know, tracking their energy usage and things like that. It's also a little tricky when you're a contract manufacturing partner because you have to kind of figure out what part of that is for your company versus maybe some of the other customers that we have. So it definitely took some you know, math going into it. We worked with some sustainability consultants at Carbon Better to help us kind of make sure we did a good job and we're leading standards on all of this because obviously here at Beatbox, we've got a lean, mean team that's going out and trying to grow the alcohol beverage company. And so we wanted to make sure we had some experts in the space as well that could help us uh, figure it out in a good way. I love it. Yeah, that's great. And and I, I thought I recalled from our previous conversation that you were partnered up with Tetra Pak and um, I, mm-hmm. I've had I've had them on the on the podcast as well. And, you know, they certainly have a, a really great, um, you know, positive impact for, you know, for the most part, anytime I, I like to say this, like people ask me what I do. And I'm like, I talk about and create garbage. And they're like, huh? I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, that kind of and it doesn't I don't mean that like in the super negative way, but it's like we do create necessary stuff to transport products and somebody has to do something with that. And oftentimes it ends up in a landfill. It can end up being recycled. But it's like and I know that, you know, Tetra Pak has has been at the leading edge of trying to figure out how do we minimize our impact while still maximizing the protective nature of, of packaging. 
Modern consumers want modern buying experiences, and they don't just want them, they expect them. Beyond killer on-site buying experiences, consumers expect seamless experiences from checkout to delivery. And when things go wrong, and they do a lot, we know this in the packaging industry, they expect the brand to make it right and make it right quickly. In fact, 89% of consumers say they stop buying from a brand after just one bad buying experience. That's where Label comes in. Label Protect is a brand first, buyer focused protection solution that's uniquely designed to make shipping issues a thing of the past. Instead of leaving your buying experience a chance, you can give your customers peace of mind at checkout knowing their orders are 100% covered from loss, theft, damage, and more. And with a 98% claim approval rate, 24 hour resolution time, and best in class revenue share, Label reduces customer support overhead, protects your bottom line, increases profits, and most importantly, Label keeps your customers coming back for more. Whether you ship 100 orders a month or 100,000, it's time to make the final mile part of your competitive advantage with Label. You can learn more by clicking the link in the show notes or going to LABLPX.com. That's LABLPX.com. So, you know, the primary benefit of Tetra Pak, which is a carton packaging for liquid, uh, is that it's lightweight and made from mostly plant-based materials that are sustainable, so sustainable forests. And so when you're shipping all over the country, it's using much less carbon. The challenge sometimes is that not all communities are currently recycling cartons. Uh, the Carton Council is a unified group of all the different carton manufacturers that have come together to try and improve carton recycling in the U U.S. and in other places as well. But in the U.S., they've actually made huge strides and now over 60% of U.S. population has access to recycled cartons, which is great. It's getting better every year. And uh, Beatbox was actually one of the founding members of a new group called Carton Champions through Naturally Network. That's actually all the brands of cartons like Beatbox and uh, Dr. Bronner's and uh, Boxed Water and several other brands that are on the carton side that also are partnering with the Carton Council, which is the manufacturers, to improve carton recycling in the U.S. as well. And so, uh, you know, we care a lot about the carbon aspect of it because it is the very time sensitive issue that we have with climate change. But the waste issue is also important to us. Beatbox is also plastic neutral. And so the weight of plastic that we put into the world through, you know, the caps on the cartons, but also things like our marketing uh, materials or, you know, cute bracelets that we make or the plastic wrap that goes on our pallets and things like that. We actually take out, you know, similar to a carbon offset, we have a plastic offset where that same weight we pull out of nature and rivers in India and other places like that. We actually have a couple of employees that are traveling to India this month to go and kind of bear witness to the plastic pollution problem there and kind of see what Beatbox's impact is having and come back and kind of report back to the rest of the company. And so, um, you know, it's very important for us that we address the waste aspect as well as the energy issue. So it's a complicated issue, but I think the, the idea is that nothing's perfect. We are working with our other industry partners to try and push the whole industry forward here, which is, I think, probably the most impactful thing that we can do. 
you're like a packaging pro. Look at you. You know all the, you know all the <laughs> stuff. I was like, oh man, that was that was I was super impressed. And by the way, um, after the call, let me make sure to connect you up with uh, Andrew Almack, who's he's a Canadian um, who lives in India now and has this great company called Plastics for Change and does um, fair trade uh, fair trade recycled plastics in India and is uh, doing a lot of work in the plastic space, specifically in India. So I love when I connect up like my podcast guests. It's uh, it's one of, my, yeah, for sure. biggest, one of my favorite things to do. And you're right. Yeah, the Carton Council. So for everyone listening who maybe was confused. Um, so we're talking about like these aseptic Tetra Pak cartons, um, not like a folding carton or like a RSC, a regular slotted container, like corrugated, right? Like these are different. Yeah, and, there, and there's other companies too that are part of the Carton Council, like SIG and Allopac, some of these Allopac, other carton yeah. companies. So, you know, dairy and cartons, juice cartons, anything that you would get in a carton, including Beatbox, which is a Tetra Pak, but it's all, all different manufacturers that are united on the cause. Yeah, for sure. I was at uh, the Sustainable Packaging Coalition event in Boston, and it was, it was actually a point of conversation was um, creating, creating, you know, better end markets and circularity for, uh, for like the aseptic carton and the polylined cartons. And, um, yeah. you know, where it's certainly uh, something that, cause there's so much value. There's so much intrinsic value, as you described on the front end of the supply chain for these products, right. That when we can do the collection on the back end and create a, a, a sense of circularity there, uh, it, it'll really tie up the, tie up the market. So that's yeah. cool that you're a part of that. For sure. And, you know, cartons can be recycled like you can. There's different layers to it. Right. So uh, just like an envelope with a little plastic uh, window on it, it can be recycled. So the paper part is recycled and then the parts that are not paper uh, are discarded. And that's true in almost every kind of paper or cardboard manufacturing if there's multiple pieces to it. But there are ways that it can be fully circular, like taking the Tetra Pak, uh, full Tetra Packs and combining them and creating things like building materials and things like that that actually can be reused over and over and over again. And it's actually a really great material. There's a company called Rewall that does that. And uh, yeah, something that we're really excited about. That's cool. I, I've heard um, like insulation and like the fiberglass and there's some other some other areas where it's where it's reused and repurposed. And if you think about like a, a, a home or a building, you know, they're not, they're meant to be built to last for a long period of time. And if something can be pulled from the land, diverted from the landfill and then stored in a productive way in a, in a home or a building for, you know, 50 to a hundred or longer years, then I, I say we chalk that one up to a win. Um, yeah. And even when the houses are torn down, you can take out those same materials Correct. and we use them on other projects. So that's, that's a really good part to it. Totally agree. So you, you said this was a, a multi-year process to do your B Corp certification. It is that, is the, is that a reason why maybe more companies don't do it um, in, in your opinion? Or like, was that, was that a tough process to go through? And I think sometimes tough process is really good because it actually is confirming when you get done with it. It's like, no, they're about it. Like they did it, stamp it. Like this is who they are and you can't just buy it. Right. I mean, that would be disingenuous right. to, to say it. So. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's definitely something that takes a lot of commitment. You, you know, you have to edit your business organization documents to make sure that they, you know, are are reflecting that you care not just about profit, but also people and planet and other considerations other than profit. So, you know, our board had to agree to that. And then we had to go and work with all of those partners that we talked about earlier and collect all of our environmental data. We had to submit all of our HR policies, all of the different ways that we do things in the company and set up an environmental management system. So, you know, it definitely was a process, but I think doing it you know, even, you know, starting the process a couple of years ago was great because we were still a relatively small company at that time. And so we could kind of do it. I think it, it might even be harder to do it as a huge company that's trying to implement those things at the same time. So we can grow and continue to grow with those proper systems in place for, you know, regularly checking in with our vendors and talking to them about environmental and social impact. And then working with our teams to talk to them about that and making sure that everybody's tracking, you know, when they, when they enter their miles or things like that, we want to know what cities they've been traveling between so that we can estimate their carbon use, et, et cetera. So it's just kind of a lot of systems and processes that I'm really glad that we took on the, do the, do the B Corp as soon as we possibly could. I think it can be a little bit much for a small company. I think B Corp might even require that you be in business for a couple of years before you, uh, start the process. But, you know, if you're kind of a, a newer company or a mid-sized company, I think it's a great time to consider it. Obviously, larger companies should do it too, just to, you know, get it get it all figured out. But I could see it being a challenge for sure because of all the systems and processes that it, you need to adopt. Yeah, for, I, I can only imagine. And uh, and, and, you know, maybe there's there, there's probably lots of reasons. And, you know, like you said, you you have to show that you're not just about profit, but that you're about all these other things. And, you know, candidly, that might actually be really hard for some companies to just start from that position of, are, are we willing to prove out and put money into this knowing full well that there it, it's probably a pretty like squishy ROI, right? Like you don't, you know, like you said, it's, it's one of those things that you're just, you're doing because it's a, an extension and expression of who you've always been. Um, and, and so it, it probably, there's probably a, a bit of a natural inclination towards it. If I, you know, kind of having mm -hmm. followed your company for a few years, while also there's probably those processes that you had to put in place and other people, it might not have been a natural extension and they're not going to be able to pivot and switch. Cause that's just not who they are. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think for us, we were already doing a lot of these things and, you know, we don't, really put it forward in our marketing, like I mentioned earlier, but having that little B Corp certification on the packaging um, and on our website and things like that, for those who do care about those things, they'll recognize it, they'll see it, they can look into it, and they'll be very surprised and delighted to find out exactly how much we do. Uh, so it's a, it's a nice compact way of signaling to folks that care about those things on the consumer side. Um, and then it's also important, you know, for talent acquisition and, mm. and employee retention. I think it's really motivating for a team to come to work every day at a company that is not just prioritizing profits, but also thinking about them and thinking about the environmental impact and thinking about the next generation and uh, leaving the planet in a good place. So, you know, for me, it's pretty motivating to, you know, like you said, we <laughs> I don't want to be a, an entrepreneur that goes to bed every night thinking about all the trash I'm making in the world. You know, it's, it's something that it was important to me as a founder is important to my team. And, 
and our investors too. I mean, if you look, there's a lot of investors that have taken a strategy of only investing in companies that prioritize what's called ESG, environmental social governance. And um, if you've taken that strategy over the past several years, your returns would be much larger than the, the average uh, stock market investor, right? So it's a it's a smart investment strategy as well. So it's, you know, it's really aligning all of us around what's, you know, what's good for business is good for the planet and, and using business for good. I love it. That's great. Um, by the way, I did look this up. Uh, you were episode number 48 on oh. the podcast back in. <laughs> that seems uh, early on, considering you've done over 200. I know, February uh, of two, 2021. So I think it's safe to say that if you've had all this record growth over the last few years, I think we kind of know the catalyst. It was uh, your appearance on the People of Packaging podcast. <laughs> really what drove all the, Thank all you the, so much, Adam. <laughs> all, of the, all of the packaging engineers from Stout and Clemson and Michigan State and RIT, they all went out and they bought Beatbox. And then it just, it just became this, uh, no, it probably... Uh, it was a small part, a tiny little part of your journey, I'm sure, uh, that's going to continue to to grow and um, and and only do more more good, you know, more fun, more creativity, more good. Uh, it's really awesome to be able to be connected to a company like Beatbox and and yourself, and you know, know that know that this is not just something that you say, but it's really who the company is. Um, well, Amy, I know that you uh, you mentioned at the very beginning. Uh, that people can go to, uh, is it beatboxbeverages.com with an S? That's right. Okay. So everyone go to beatboxbeverages.com, uh, do, use a store locator, um, go out, you know, have fun, do it responsibly, know that there's a company out there that is also having fun and doing it responsibly and beatbox. And uh, I, I'm actually, Amy, I'm pleasantly surprised at how quickly a conversation about B Corp that we've never had on the show quickly pivoted towards packaging and you did it yourself. I didn't even have to steer you that direction. You're just you're a <laughs> packaging nerd at heart and you didn't, you didn't even fully know it until now. Um, well, I know yeah, you have no, a we're, we take it very seriously. You know, it's something that we care a lot about and we've got a very unique uh, packaging and Tetra pack in our, in our business anyway. And so, um, you know, we think a lot about these things for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I know you've got a fun weekend there in Santa Fe. Beautiful weekend um, in the fall here. So thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll keep we'll keep cheering you on. Thank you. Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.